pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, good afternoon, everyone, on this Monday, <coughs> excuse me, March 29th. I apologize, folks. Here I am. It is Juan. It's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. I want to say good afternoon to everybody tuning in. We have our live stream going on Facebook Live. It's John DePietro Show on Facebook. You just share that. Make sure you click the like button. That's why when we go live, you get notified. Uh, when we go live, you get notified if you click the like button. Folks, this portion of the program... Of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by the season is open PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, Rhode Island's number one garden center. They are now officially open for the season. I popped by yesterday. It looks fantastic. Beautiful selection. Debbie, Steve, Junior Byron, they're ready. They had an incredible year last year. Folks, this year is going to be even bigger. And I'm not surprised. And actually, I'm so glad for them. Rhode Island's number one garden center. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Best, beautiful selection of pansies, pansy flats, pansy bags, hangers and bowls, all assorted colors. Now, they have all your Easter plants. This is Holy Week. Tulips, hyacinthias, daffodils, hydrangeas, colors available of blue, white, and pink. You should see the, um, well, all three look good. But, boy, those blue hydrangeas at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, they just pop out. They carry many Landscape materials, also screen loom, black and brown hemlock, mulch, crushed stone. Look for them on Facebook. I share their page, PR Materials and Garden Center, and see everything they have available. They're open every day. They're located right off of Route 4, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. And they're right across from where Alley's Donuts used to be. Call them at 295-4399. They are open for the season. It's Rhode Island's number one garden center. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, folks, good afternoon on this Monday. We're going to cover a little bit of everything. Obviously, the situation at the border remains, but today is a big day. Today is, um, right now, it's 12.08 in the Ocean State. Here I am. It is Juan. It's the John DePietro Show. Folks, weekdays, we start at 11, and we go till 2. (coughs) Excuse me. I apologize. I was not coughing all morning. Suddenly I get in the air. And one suddenly has a minor non-COVID cough. Um, The big news is um, that we're going to, well, you can't, you have to be careful dipping in and out because they're certainly not screening the language. But the Derek um, Chauvin trial has started today, which is the death of George Floyd. And... um, the video, they showed it again. Nose seen bleeding in torture video. Well, folks, here's, here's what's going to happen. So now we will have during the course of the trial, we'll have our legal analyst, Tim Dodd, our legal expert uh, checking in. Tim has agreed to, in part, cover the trial for us. Um, <clears throat> but here's what's going to happen. Now, I, I thought so far the prosecution this morning was was pretty strong. Of course, they show the video. We have to live through the video again. And as if we haven't seen it enough, there are already protests out there. There's already protests out in Minneapolis for this trial. And, you know, we, we've seen the video. We watched it 
all last spring. His death led to, um, as many of you know, one of the most destructive times ever in our country. And I was talking about this last night, actually, with someone, and they they um, they were asking me, you know, do I think he can get a, a fair trial? And folks, it, it's hard to imagine. Like I'd like I'd like to. You're an adult. I like to deal in reality. I like people that treat me as an adult. I like people who live in reality. Some people don't live in reality. I prefer to live in reality. And. Can he get a fair trial? I, I, I think it's impossible to not think of, um, <clears throat> will justice be served? Will justice be served? It, it, I think it's impossible to talk about this if we're going to be realistic about it and rational, which I prefer to be. But, you know, it's hard to imagine what would happen should he be found not guilty. <clears throat> Unfortunately... Uh, the police officer, Derek Chauvin, who he was the senior officer in charge. He was the one looking at the crowd as I'm holding up and kneeling on his neck. I think evidence has shown that there was definitely drugs involved. Definitely. Uh, I, I think, it, I mean, based on what I've seen so far, we will wait until it plays out. But they're trying to say he had no heart problem and it was not a drug overdose. I think that's. I think that's tough to picture. Um, They were showing the $20 bill that was allegedly counterfeit. The reason on why he was then being arrested was shown. But then showing the video, folks. But I want to just get back to, I I think think it's impossible to to picture. And I think that plays in any jury of, I, I... We'll talk to Tim Dodd about this. I I think the only way would have to be a judge. Um, It would have to even be someone who who uh, would be resigned to the fact that the rest of the life would be changed. If you're a member of the jury, how, how are you really rendering a verdict? Without fear that that mob is going to. It's it's mob rule justice is what it is. And they're already out there. Al Sharpton's out there this morning saying America's on trial. America's watching. Black Lives Matter, of course. Um, the kneeling. I mean, there's going to be protests during this. There's protests outside. <clears throat> Can he get a fair trial? Can you get a group of people together on a jury that would be willing to face the consequences of a um, of a not guilty verdict, I'm not I'm not convinced you can. Uh, I I don't I I don't know. Hopefully we will get some answers during the course of this trial. Hopefully they'll inject fact. Hopefully a lot of the stuff that has just been floating around, we're going to find out officially if it can go into the record. I think the people that have made the argument that it certainly seemed he had a habit of like in 2019 when he was arrested that he. Um, he basically ate the drugs that he had on him, and they're saying the amount of fentanyl that he had on him would have then caused an overdose. If he had taken those drugs and then they just sent him on his merry way, 
he would have either overdosed either in the car or wherever he was going. Um, I, I, I don't know if we're ever going to know the, the, the full answer. Not everything is knowable, meaning we, we may never fully know. It may not be definitive. <clears throat> Maybe the fact that he was on the ground in a, in a heightened state of panic and basically in distress that that he then caused himself. They're trying to say he didn't have a heart attack, but uh, I I think this is going to be tough because I think that the the prosecution for for whatever the defense puts up, they're going to counter it, and and without obviously we'll let the the trial play out, but um, I I think depending on. What you want the outcome to be, you're going to be able to hear that. So if you want to believe that the the police officer basically killed him and suffocated him by having his knee on his neck, I think there will be testimony that will support that. If if you are more inclined to believe that he maybe died of an overdose, um, then I think there will be evidence to support that. I don't think it's going to solve anything. I just don't. I'm trying to be realistic. I, I know some people are going to say that, hey, listen, if they find him not guilty, they have to just come out and say not guilty. But and then what happens? Then what happens? We all we've seen what happens. Last summer was a prelude to what happens. Last summer, all summer, and especially the month of June, uh, they were showing us the crowd and the mob was showing us what is going to happen. If he were found not guilty, is that fair? No one said anything about fear. Of course, it's not fair. Um, be you know what what's going to happen? Dealing in reality and what fear to me are two different things. I'll play some of the sound of of this morning, and then there's also um, obviously some the situation at the border remains a disaster, and and also just so you understand um, some of the things that are happening right now with the state. The direction we're moving, everything is still on on COVID, and it should be. And I know a lot of people have questions about. I I think over this week and the next the next two weeks, it should be easier to get an appointment. It has not been easy to get an appointment, but I believe it will begin to get easier to get an appointment over the next two weeks. If you don't have an appointment within the next two weeks, then I think by the third week it should be easier. The amount of vaccine that's going to flow in will make it easier to get an appointment. Get, getting back to the, the Chauvin trial, <clears throat> will he be tra- No, I, I don't think so. Um, you know, when, but it is, folks, you know, it's not lost on me that we watched all last summer when you have an angry mob. When you have an angry mob that want to make a statement, when you have an angry mob that they don't feel they're, they're being treated fairly, and we, we saw what happened. Uh, in Minneapolis, where they burned the police station down, in New York City, where they destroyed Manhattan and parts of Brooklyn and in Queens, obviously in Atlanta. Providence has still not recovered. I don't know if the mall will ever recover downtown. There's still buildings closed up that were destroyed during all the riots. Philadelphia had riots. L.A. had, I mean, every, most every major city, Chicago. Um, and then the people that watched the riots got upset, and on January 6th, they went inside the Capitol. Did they burn anything? No. Did they loot and steal anything? Not really. Nancy Pelosi's podium. 
Um, all summer long, we were told that they were mostly, you know, peaceful protesters. They ripped down monuments in D.C. and different parts of the country. Mob rule. In Rhode Island, they had to take down the Christopher Columbus statue because it was going to be torn down. <clears throat> but then on January 6th, when a, a group of people that had been watching this all summer thought, you know, we're going to do that. We're going to charge in with our hats and flags and we're going to let our presence be made at the Capitol. And as a result of that, it's the most extensive investigation ever since 9-11. 300 people have been arrested. They're called insurrectionists. They're called white supremacists. And that's not allowed. You know, people have been arrested for going inside the Capitol and not touching anything, not breaking anything, just walking in and taking a selfie. And they've been arrested on several different counts. Even though there's video of... Capitol Police at that at that point, then opening the doors and just letting letting the people in. So is that fear? You know, it it has nothing to do. I I don't think anymore with like what's fear, what's fear. Um, I mean, none of it's fear, right? I mean, none of it's fear. But the question is just, can this guy get a fear trial? I I I don't I don't see how. I don't. Um, no one said it's right. For different reasons. No one's defending him. No one's defending him other than his attorneys. This is the first time you're going to hear a defense of this guy. Think about that. I think that's what was different this morning, and I will play some of it, was that was the first time I've heard anyone actually try, make an attempt to defend Officer Derek Chauvin. Because during the course of it, you couldn't find anyone. And, and by the way, that's not an accident. Last spring, if anyone had gone on cable news or gone anywhere and defended them, they they would have faced bodily harm, if not been killed. So the attorneys that are defending him, who are paid to defend him, that's the first time I've I've heard him defended. <clears throat> that's the first time I've heard anyone say anything to defend the guy. Um, I, I don't know. We, we'll talk about it. I will play some of the sound. Folks, this portion of the program brought to you by R.E. Coogan and Heating. Now, listen, boy, it's windy today. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call Coogs today, 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562 for R.E. Coogan and Heating. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable plumbing, heating, and cooling. You know what they say, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. If you're having a plumbing problem or a heating problem, or a cooling problem, call R.E. Coogan Heating today. You can find them on Facebook. Big supporters of Back the Blue. Their website is recooganheating.com, or uh, you can call them at 732-6562 for R.E. Coogan Heating. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Now, remember, if you want to get in touch with me, please go to the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, which is also sponsored by Relax Souls, Reflexology, Lisa Wood. Call or text her for an appointment, 401-742-6621, 401-742-6621, Relax Souls, S-O-L-E-S. It's reflexology. It's different than massage because she works on the hand and your feet, and your face, and your ears, reflexology, different pressure points, boost the immune function, it's healing from inside out. She is incredible. You can call or text her, Lisa Wood, Relax Souls, Reflexology, 401-742-6621.
So, um, so it, it is uh, pretty uh, dramatic. And also, folks, by the way, good news that that whole thing with the Suez Canal, that thing has been now f- freed up, uh, has been freed up. And that ship, which is bigger than the Statue of Liberty, hopefully going forward, uh, that thing finally has been freed up. Hopefully going forward, they will um, be more careful when you have something the size of that going through uh, the Suez Canal. Now, I'm seeing this morning that Mayor Alorza, and the time did not work with the show, but he did a... um, uh, you know, Mayor Lords, the Mayor of Providence, who's he's interested in launching. Um, he wants reparations paid to people of color in the city of Providence. I'm going to uh, play some of that. We will have some sound of that. Uh, I went to his first press conference when he announced it uh, just because of the timing. I, I couldn't uh, go this morning. Uh, he's he's now gotten some cover because there there are some other cities that are um that are they're now starting to employ it but i want to play some of the sound this was uh, dan abrams this morning regarding the Derek chauvin trial talking about the defense attorney let me uh, hear a little bit of this you know much of what you had predicted about what we would hear from both the prosecution and from the defense is what we saw Yeah, a couple of little uh, interesting notes, uh, additional color uh, coming from both sides. First of all, from the prosecution. Um, I was interested, and we knew that they were going to be calling police witnesses, but how much uh, he focused on the fact that you'll see the police chief, you'll see other officers, you'll see former officers coming in to say, no, this isn't what police officers are supposed to do. No, this isn't what their training teaches them to do. I think those are going to be very powerful witnesses uh, for the prosecution. Because, look, I I guess I'm surprised the defense attorney, Eric Nelson, didn't say something along the lines of, that tape is hard to watch. Because I think anyone watching that, as Lindsay said, has an emotional response to that. I don't care if you think it was his training or not his training. The bottom line is I expected some more from Eric Nelson saying this is going to be difficult. Uh, It's a tough tape to watch. Um, You know, and leaving at least open the possibility that maybe Derek Chauvin didn't do everything according to the book, but that it shouldn't be criminal, but that there was a separate cause of death. But instead, he went all in on the defense saying he abided by his training. Um, He said he did exactly what he was trained to do. Um, And so that's where I was a little surprised at the tone of Eric Nelson coming out of that video, because regardless of what you think ultimately about the cause of death, uh, you have to be able to at least agree that watching that tape is really, really hard to do. You know, that's an excellent point. He's not wrong. He is certainly not wrong. Um, and that is, we'll talk to, uh, we'll talk with um, our legal expert, Tim Dodd, about this during the course of it. So the opening statements have now wrapped, um, wrapping the trial of Derek Chauvin. Let me just hear this. Um, Sounds like a lot of information. It is a lot of information. 
Oh, first witness called. We'll dip into that a little bit, a little bit more. I want to, because otherwise, folks, it's very encompassing. I think the, I think, um, well, this is different. Boy, this is going to be a bad day for Governor Cuomo. Woman accused of uh, Cuomo grabbing her is slated to come forward. I think that's with Gloria Allred this afternoon. She was the one that so far has remained anonymous. We haven't known who that is. Uh, and apparently that individual is going to um, come forward. So they have the first witness now with the Derek uh, uh, Derek Chauvin trial regarding, wow. Um, you want to learn in this case. This is Jerry Blackwell, the prosecutor. About what it means to be a public servant and to have the honor of wearing this badge. It's a small badge that carries with it a large responsibility. You know, it's interesting. He's um, if you listen to this, the special prosecutor, if you listen to him, just you're not watching him. If you just listen to him, he has a lot of the same mannerisms in a way um, of Barack Obama, President Obama. It's um, I, I, I can't put my finger on it just yet. But um, he, he has a very distinct speaking style. And outside the courthouse, of course, is uh, complete anarchy. His Reverend Sharpton earlier this morning. We are here to see the case of a man that used his knee to lynch a man uh. and then blame the man for the lynching. Mm. Yeah, this is, um, this ought to be an interesting... Um, that should be an interesting trial. Folks, uh, it's John DePietro. Remember, if you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle, whether it's a small dent or a nearly total vehicle, you can depend on West Fountain Auto Body. Call them today. Call Kenny, whether it's uh, just a minor fender bender or or maybe your car was totaled. Four words, West Fountain Auto Body. Four words, West Fountain Auto Body. Call them, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They're right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. You can depend on West Fountain Auto Body. Call them today, 272-3340, 272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body. Folks, right now at 1229, again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on this Monday of Holy Week. And up on the website, someone had asked me about, we had on as a guest on the on the radio show, we had the state legislator, state senator, Jonathan Acosta. He is the one, uh, the story got picked up. It got picked up by Fox News and a few others. He is the one that has argued that a, a blazer and tie, basically any form of dress code, that involves dressing up, blazer and tie, he feels that that's racist. And we had him on the show. If you want to hear it, 
the audio of it. Uh, I was asked about it, and then a, a major media outlet, I sent it to them because they wanted to hear about it and so forth, and then they did a story on it. But you can, uh, it's on the website, petro.com. You see the link right there. And remember, there's also other original stories and video there, petro.com, which is, by the way, brought to you by, if you need deck staining or handyman, contact Jamie, J. Freitas Construction, where they will do light painting. You can call them at 401-837-4545. Uh, professional deck staining and or interior painting or handyman services. A handyman always comes in, you guessed it, handy. Whether it's maintenance of your home or office, contact Jamie. Uh, he will do light painting or deck staining, 401-837-4545. But you can link right through at the website, which is petro.com Now. Folks, right now it's 1230. So I wanted to mention Mayor Lorza, he is um, going to move forward with this and we're going to uh, carry it. But the with the Rhode Island Black Heritage Society, they have formed first. He started off with we need like a, a listing and a truth telling, as he called it. And so they're trying to make this argument with Keith Stokes. They're trying to make the argument that people in the city of Providence should receive reparations. Now, there's no money for it, uh, at least not right now. This is all, to me, politically driven. Alorza, Mayor Alorza, the mayor of Providence, who wants reparations paid to people of color. Now, when I was at the press briefing, I think he then he started to open up to uh, any minority in the city of Providence. I, for some reason, remember... Someone who, someone who is Latino started to say, what about us? Or someone who was Cape Verdean was saying, what about us? So I'm not exactly sure. He, he first started with people of color, African-American. Where he has some cover is last week in Illinois, Evanston, Illinois, became the first U.S. city to approve reparations. They're going to give 400000 to eligible black households that can prove They've descended from residents who inhabited the city, Evanston, Illinois, between 1919 and 1969 and faced housing discrimination. The city has vowed to pay out more than $10 million over the course of a decade. So the feeding frenzy is on. <coughs> Excuse me. And when you start throwing out that you're willing to give out money to people, believe me, you're going to get people that will come forward. There'll be no shortage of people. That are willing to come forward and say, as a matter of fact, yes, uh, we went on on that. Now, you know, you go back to when uh, when Foxwoods first opened. When Foxwoods first opened uh, and then you had Mohegan, you, you had the people uh, that started to come forward to show that they were members of that Pequot tribe. If you remember, the numbers started to grow. At one point, I think there was only there was um, one person left alive from that, I believe, from the Pequot tribe. And then they got the backing to open Foxwoods. And then, you know, the rest is history. Um, so I, I don't know what's going to happen in the city of Providence. Right now, Alorza is carving this out as part of his bid to run for governor. Now, a big story over the weekend is if you saw that footage of that Uber driver who was uh, Uber Eats driver who was killed in DC. 
that CNN and others are trying to say it was just an accident. Looking at a tweet right now, the video footage showing the gruesome, heartless, cold-blooded murder of a South Asian Uber driver, Muhammad Anwar. is too much for most to witness. I won't be posting, but I will say I'm shocked. Most hashtags, stop Asian hate hashtags, do not even mention his name. The reason why, <clears throat> in my opinion, is the, the because the people that killed him, basically, um, the people that killed him were two, I don't know if you said, but they, they were two girls, 13 and 15 years old. They ca- tried to carjack the guy. And he starts to run back, and they take off in the car. And by the way, they were shooting him with a stun gun to try to steal his car. And instead, um, it, it's, it's nothing but excuses on what happened to that poor man, which was just disgraceful. So, but the reason is, if they had been two white teenagers, I think it would have been a bigger story. Uh, I saw some of the protests over the course of the weekend, and some of the Asian protesters, Stop Asian Hate, were trying to say, we're not going to let these white supremacists cause a divide between the, you know, the uh, Asian community and the black community. They are trying, well, that's, that's not true. I mean, it's been in the news that, and especially in New York City, many of the um, Asian people, but actually both in New York and L.A., but especially in New York, that were under attack and were being and were being attacked. Um, the the perpetrators, the people that were that were doing it, happen to be African American. So so suddenly now, um, that that's not anyone trying to cause a divide. You're calling attention to. Exactly, you know, what, what you're watching happened. So I also want to just uh, some more sound. Attorney Justin Miller, George Floyd's not on trial. Derek Chauvin, and it should be referred to that way because people are calling it the George Floyd trial. So what they're trying to say on this, let me just play this. See, they don't want his drug use to come out. The trial of George Floyd. And I've heard people say that. This is the George Floyd trial. This is the George Floyd trial. George Floyd is not on trial. This is the trial of Derek Chauvin, and it should be printed and spoken about that way every single time we talk about it. This trial is about America being America for all Americans, not just some of us, all Americans. And it can be that way, and it should be that way. We have to take time now to think about what we want for our children and for our families this family behind me is suffering and they've been suffering since the beginning of this thing they got 27 million dollars the george floyd family from from the city of Minneapolis. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, good afternoon at 1237. Here I am at Iswan on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is dePietro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Call them today. Now, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096, 401-710-7096. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Repairs on all makes and models of appliances. Saturday appointments are available. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. 
Ryan, I have called, uh, and I'm not ashamed to admit, he has fixed and repaired many um, appliances in the home of Juan. Uh, he fixed our dryer. I can rattle them off. He fixed the oven. He fixed the microwave. Recently, he fixed the dishwasher. He fixed a piece of the refrigerator had popped off. So then when you tried to shut the door, you had to do one door, then the other. Um, he's incredible. He's Ryan's Appliance Repair. Call them today, 401-710-7096, 401-710-7096, Ryan's Appliance Repair. The, uh, the whole situation with the, the George Floyd trial, folks, I, I mean it. it I, to me, it comes down to, do, do you know, are they... People really want to get to the truth, where the truth is going to bring us could be um, real destruction, could be real destruction. Now, I want to get to Providence Unveil's truth-telling report on racism. He unveiled his report. It's 194-page analysis titled A Matter of Truth spans from pre-1600 to today, revealing which ways racism has permeated institutions. I have not had a chance to go through it. I will later. Uh, Employment, fair housing, urban development, education. He said he was one step closer to understanding, acknowledging history of racial injustice. Now, all of this is being done is because Mayor Lors is going to run for governor in in a, um, a political advisor advised him to do this to try to secure the African and the black vote, basically, African-American vote in Providence. Uh, Allure's path to become the governor is to win the Democrat primary by having a huge Latino vote and also getting the African-American vote. The city created the report with the Rhode Island Black Heritage Society, um, History is Essential, Follows his signing of the executive order truth-telling last July. Remains unclear what reparations in Providence would be would entail if implemented. Although the city's request releasing a request for proposals with the help of a one hundred thousand dollar grant. Uh, city plans to put that money towards hiring, engaging the community. Um, he was a candidate and acknowledging there's no perfect solution. Now, but here's the thing: without I, I don't know what he's going to do. I mean, part of me says, don't don't underestimate Alorza. He's out on his own on this, by the way. He is way out on his own on this. Don't don't underestimate Alorza as much as many people would like to. Um, so I, I will go through the report. Let me just uh, matter of truth. So I can only imagine, and especially if he is Keith Stokes, um, 200-page report. Uh, Let me just see if he goes into tribal sovereignty. Oh, that's right. It's also going to be Native Americans included, I believe, as well. So uh, I I, I am curious about it. This is, oh, my God. Keith Stokes, I mean, the, he, he could talk for hours about what happened regarding, um, you know, 1600 Rhode Island, 1700s. They love, oh my goodness, this thing is very in-depth. Um, 
All right, I'll, I'll go through it later. Otherwise, it'll just, it'll be too tedious. It'll be too tedious. And also, folks, I do want to touch on, and I give credit, the Providence Journal political scene with Ramundo gone. There's a push to resume public employee pensions. Here we go. The st- largest state pension. How generous are they right now? Largest state pension is 227000 a year. Goes to retired state Supreme Court Justice Gilbert Indeglia, who stepped down July 31st, 31 years on the bench. He gets 227000 a year. And by the way, he, he didn't have to pay any contribution to it. He gets 19000 a month. Does he really need, he's 79 years old. All right, so he was a judge. Does he really need 19000 a month? Can't get by on 10000 a month? How about 15000 a month? State's second highest pension, retired chief judge of the Rhode Island Family Court. 209000 a year. Pension now. The only two non-judges make the top 30. And by the way, the judges did not contribute. Former Rhode Island College President John Nazarian. He gets a yearly pension, 144000 And Rena Mate, the retired assistant medical program director... The retired assistant medical program director for the state hospital agency gets a pension of $148,000. Leo Skenyon, total rat, part of Mattiello crime family. His annual pension now, he left the state house. He had to testify in the Brick trial. $118,000 a year, and they gave him $40,000 incentive to leave. Marie Gam announced her retirement. She was making 252000 health insurance commission in early December. Her pension, she gets 126000 a year. <laughs> Former state education commissioner Troy Earhart remains in the top ranks. Got a special deal, Rhode Island History. He was allowed to buy pension credits for two decades of out-of-state work, which he'd already received a pension in Massachusetts. His current pension, after seven and a half years on the job, nearly three decades ago, he worked seven and a half years in Rhode Island, 136000 a year. The check goes to um, um, Altamont Springs, Florida. The average pension paid a retired state employee in 2020 was 32,000. A retired teacher 43,000, retired municipal employee 19,000. But the judges. Folks, this goes to when Governor when Gina Raimondo first emerged on the scene. Was she was um by the way, we're also going to get more details on this melee. Uh you know what? Let me I'm going to play the story, the uh, melee between the police Turned into a total brawl between Providence Police and this biker gang. There's a biker hangout on Charles Street, and the police showed up. But what I was going to say was when Governor Amundo first emerged on the scene, she um, she was talking about what's fair. Well, what's fair? Let's talk about what's fair. Because people are saying, well, that's not fair. You're going to cut so-and-so's pension. But she was very effective in saying, you know, what, what's, what's fair? That someone pays in 
of the course, people that there were people that would contribute to their pension, and they would contribute sixty thousand, and then take one point six million out. Is that fair? Um, <laughs> that's right. The people, the seventeen people arrested, they should have sent social workers. They're victims. At three a.m., there's nothing to do. Police showed up there. That's exactly right. It was. A, it sounds like it was a complete melee. I was saying they should have said they were protesters. If there were protesters, then the police couldn't do anything to go after them. 17 arrested a biker place on Charles Street. So let me play. I think uh, Channel 10 has some police sound in this, and I want to bring it to you. Folks, good afternoon. It's John John DePietro on this Monday of Holy Week. This portion of the program is brought to you. Now, remember, outside, spring is here. Let's get rid of any of that mildew that you have or moss. Um, all right, I'm going to motorcycle club melee, uh, 3 a.m. in Providence. Apparently, they started to tow a, a vehicle, 17 arrested for fighting with police. But they should have said they were protesters, and then none of them would have been. None of them actually uh, would have been arrested if they had gone that route. But remember our friend Jared with Bethel Softwash. Contact him today. You All you do is you take a picture of the surface that has green algae or moss or mildew, and you text it to him at 401-617-2585. 617-2585. Outside your home, we have mold and mildew and grass stains. Bethel Certified Softwash, 401-617-2585. You can find him. He has a great website, rhodeislandsoftwashing.com. RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com, Bethel Certified Soft Wash Power Wash, where they are for uh, buildings or restaurants or homes or roofs or decks or patios or walkways. Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Find them on Facebook as well. Remember, it's biodegradable. It's plant safe. Get rid of the grime. The before and after photos on Facebook are amazing. Uh, get rid of that dirt and grime and mold and um, mildew and algae on the side of your home. Contact Jared today at 617-2585, Bethel Certified Softwash. All right, let me play. This is the Channel 10 story on the motorcycle melee. Actually, Cullinane is off. First at 11, Providence police say nearly every cop in the city was sent to an after-hours biker party early this morning. 17 people were arrested after what officers described as a complete melee with people who were at the party. It happened at 403 Charles Street in the north end of the city. Police say what began as an officer writing a few parking tickets and towing an unregistered car there turned into an all-out brawl. Providence police say the early morning biker bash was held at this building, known as a common unlicensed party spot used by a motorcycle club. Officers described being suddenly overwhelmed by partygoers after they tried to detain a man who went inside a car they were towing. Just kind of, you know, kind of trying to get something from the car. He's told to back off the car. We're unsure what's in the car. NBC 10 obtained this video of what happens next. (laughs) Came out of the after hour was party, circled the police officers, and then it just escalates rather quickly into what's described as like a full-blown melee. Oh. So when you say melee, what do you what do you mean? What were these people doing? I think just like flat out fighting with the police, actively and violently resisting, not complying with orders, but it quickly turned into a situation where 
pretty much every single car in the city responded. Four cars, please. Four cars. All available cars are responding. Four zero three South Street. I saw a lot of cops. Um, it was um, this whole street was full. As more backup arrived, police say they ultimately arrested seventeen people. Everyone get locked up. Police say some officers used pepper spray and fists while taking some of the partygoers into custody, but nobody was seriously hurt. Uh, a lot of restraint was used by the police officers. I guess so. This morning. A 9mm gun was later found by an officer in the courtyard in the area of the melee, according to police. It's still under investigation as to who it may belong to. The 17 people arrested range in age from 26 to 50. They were arraigned later this morning by a bail commissioner on various charges, including assault and obstruction. Police say the officers involved were wearing body cameras, and those videos are being reviewed. Wow. All right, well, we're going to try to get a copy of that, folks. Um, someone had asked me, hey, Juan, why weren't you out there doing Facebook? It was 3 a.m. 3 a.m. at the Biker Club. I mean, I do monitor sometimes of what's going on in the city, but that one was just, uh, that one got past me. And, and I, even though I don't know if I'm going out there at 3 a.m., if there's a biker melee, and then also they have a 9 millimeter. Hey, folks, on this Monday, uh, good afternoon. It's Sean DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by the incredible Akai Berry. I'm holding up the bottle on Facebook Live, pick up a bottle of Akai Berry, A-C-A-I-B-E-R-R-I, Akai Berry, this incredible antioxidant. You can also get it at Dave's in East Greenwich, and It's My Health, 1099 Menon Road in Cumberland. This incredible Akai Berry is an antioxidant that replenishes your body, and it keeps you nice and healthy. It will fight off disease. The uh, incredible use of fruit juices, by the way, it's also delicious, uh, pick up a bottle body today, and it is so good for your for your system. Keeps you nice and healthy. And you only need just a little bit each morning. A Kai Berry, A C A I B E R R I, or pronounced I say E, but I pronounce it phonetically, so you can find it. A Kai Berry, A C A I B E R R I, A Kai Berry. Pick up a bottle today. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's Sean DePietro on this Monday. And again now, uh, as far as the vaccine, we are hearing that people are having more success in getting the appointments. Uh, The battle at the border is getting worse. The situation at the border over the weekend, President Trump also was on Fox News. And President Trump, over the course of the weekend, apparently he's even going to head to the border. So Biden won't go to the border, but President Trump... Uh, is in fact talking about, and he he was loved by the uh, Border Patrol. So let me play a little bit of um, President Trump as he was on with uh, Judge Janine over the course of uh, the weekend. It's a very dangerous situation. It's horrible for our country. They're they're going to destroy our country. All right, President Trump, thank you so much for being with us. I know your time is valuable. Thank you, Mr. President. Well, it absolutely uh, it is valuable. And folks, you wonder if maybe if if he did go down, that would maybe um, he will, in fact, um, draw more attention to the border. Now, I'm also seeing Mike Lindell is claiming that President Trump will be back in office in August. Can I play? I want to play this. Uh, I haven't fully heard it, but. What I'm talking about, Steve, is what I have been doing since January 9th. 
the evidence I have, everything is going to go before the Supreme Court and the election of 2020 is going bye-bye. I, it was an attack by other country communism coming in. I don't know what they're going to do with what after they pull it down. But it's hang on, hang on, Donald hang, Trump will go, be go back ahead. in office in August. What I'm talking about. No, that's he was on with Steve Bannon. President Trump will be back. Now he's the first one to be saying that. That is uh, the My Pillow guy. So that's definitely. Um, that's definitely something to that's something to watch without question. Um, it was also a year ago that televangelist Kenneth Copeland executed judgment on COVID-19 declaring it's over and the United States will be healed again. Uh, I'll play um, I, maybe I'll play that next hour. But President Trump on Fox over the course of um, over the weekend, and, I, and he is definitely keeping pretty steady now. He's been uh, contacting and been on Fox. I, not contacting because they're contacting him, but on a somewhat regular basis now. That was, I think, what three appearances last week, and and more and more. And I, I don't I don't know where it's going to lead. I I think it will be interesting if, in fact, he now starts going out and making. Appearances, whether it's the border or anything um, like that. Let me go. This is President Trump saying he's he's going to visit the border. The rumor is that you're going to go to the border yourself. When do you plan to do that? Well, a lot of people want me to. The border patrols and all of the people of ICE, uh, if they want me there, they've asked me to go. And I really sort of feel I owe it to them. They're great people. When well, do you I'd think say you over the next the couple border? of weeks, over the next couple of weeks, the border patrol wants me to go. Uh, probably over the next couple of weeks. I don't think there's a rush for me to go. He's supposed to go and make the decision. Uh, a very, very bad decision was stay in Mexico where he ended that. You know, again, um, so President Trump, him going to the border. I mean, that will certainly up the game and put pressure on Biden to do something. So here's uh, President Biden being asked about that President Trump may now visit the border. So he won't even say his name. That is uh, President Biden earlier. Let me also, um, let's see. Uh, Ted Cruz and a Biden handler sent at a border facility tried to film some of the. With a Biden handler sent by DHS occupants. to stop them. You will not believe this. We are showing it to you right here for the first time. Watch. Please give dignity to the people. Please give dignity to the people. So you worked for the commissioner, your senior advisor. You were hired two weeks ago, and you're instructed to ask us to not have any pictures taken here. Please respect the because people. Because political leadership at DHS does not want the American people to know it. Please don't treat the people. You're right, and this is a dangerous place. Please don't treat the people And your policies, like this. unfortunately, are trying to hide them. I understand That's you were instructed. When 18 senators came down here, 
respect the people. Give them dignity and respect. I respect them, and I want to fix this situation. We all want and, to fix this. And the administration you're working for is anymore. responsible for these conditions. Led the delegation. He joins me right now. He sits on the Senate Judiciary and the Foreign Relations Committees. And Senator, good morning to you. Thank you for all of your work this weekend. What can you tell us? Well, Maria, good morning. It's good to be with you. We spent a day and a half down at the border, and I'll tell you, it, it is bad. I've been to the border many, many times. Uh, it is the worst that I've ever seen it. Uh, it, it is a full-blown crisis. Last month, the month of February, we had over 100,000 illegal aliens crossing over. Roughly 30,000 of them were unaccompanied minors, kids. And, and just today... Uh, the Biden administration has over 16,000 children in custody. We went and toured the Biden cages. You know, for four years, we heard Democrats in the media talking about kids in cages under President Trump. Joe Biden has built more cages. The cages are bigger and they're more full. The, the Donna facility where that video you just showed was taken. The Donna facility is this giant tent city that they've built. It's massive. It's designed to hold a thousand people, but under COVID restrictions, its capacity is 250. It right now has over 4,000 people in it. It is at a 1,500% capacity. And that meant you saw in, in these cages, children, little boys and little girls. So folks, Ted Cruz, you know, I give him a lot of credit uh, in, in trying to draw attention to this. The situation does seem to be getting worse. Uh, that was Ted Cruz. Folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, listen, next hour, what we're going to do is we're going to break for the one o'clock news. A lot more to get to next hour regarding COVID. By the way, that that ship is now freed in the Suez. Plus, today is day one of the Derek Chauvin trial. We'll tell you about that and what does it mean with the border, with some of the people headed towards Rhode Island. We'll tell you about it. Now, next next hour is radio only, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can also listen at the website, which is dipetro.com. It's Sean DePetro. Stay with us. The Power Hour is next. Right now. WNRI Woonsocket, 1380 AM, 99.9 FM, W260 DC.